Welcome to Energetic Radio. I'm your host, Dale Sybottom. Join me each week as I help you bring fun, energy, and happiness into each and every day. Let the show begin. G'day guys and welcome to episode number 75 of the podcast and today is titled Dreamers Dream Doers Do and I'm really excited uh, for today's episode. I was able to catch up with Hayden Wilson. Now for those people who haven't heard of Hayden, he is a lifestyle coach, he is a mentor, he is doing a great deal of work to really improve people's lives and um, really exciting because I actually went to high school with Hayden and I don't think I would have seen him for Oh, maybe 10, 11, 12 years, I actually can't remember, but, but Hayden is kicking massive goals these days, and it's a real credit to who he is, and, and not only that, he shares so many wisdom bombs with us today, so um, for people listening out there, Hayden's going to talk about some awesome books, um, he's an author himself, uh, and he'll talk more about Why Wait to Be Great, which is um, a really top-selling book that he's really proud of, and not only that, he talks about happiness, motivation, finding your purpose, and a truckload of more information. So, guys, sit back, enjoy. This is my chat with Hayden Wilson. Hayden, how are you, legend? Mate, Dale, I'm very well. I'm just here up in, um, it's sunny Melbourne, but it's kind of cold, so it's a contradiction, but I'm, I'm ready to rock, so it's good fun. Mate, fantastic. Now, for listeners out there, Hayden and myself actually went to high school together in uh, country Victoria. Now, mate, you have gone on from leaps and bounds from the, the shy, quiet kid that I remember at school. What, what's yeah. happened to you, mate? Man, I think that uh, a lot of the stuff that I, that I learn about is how your voids create your values. And so I spent so many years sort of in my shell, um, shy, very um, timid, and not really sure of myself. And then, man, I just I, no other explanation other than that sort of drove me to, to want to, to do something different, to, you know, escape the average, of, as I call it. Because if I look back at my life, everything... I ever did. I was sort of average at everything, you know, average marks at school. I was never like the fast kid. I was never the strong kid. I was never the big kid. I was never anything. It was just always middle of the road, you know, um, average IQ, average looks, average everything. <laughs> and, um, yeah, honestly, man. And I just thought, you know what? Something has to change. Um, started to pick up different books. And one of my mentors back in the early days, probably eight years ago, sort of or six years ago, introduced me to a book. Um, and it was one by this, uh, by a guy called Ken Blanchard, um, and uh, it was called Raving Fans, which is all about how to have really high, high levels of customer service and um, inside of a business. And I was working at a gym at the time, um, and, man, I sort of just went for leaps and bounds. And just uh, now, man, I just love learning. and I love teaching what I'm learning. I'm fortunate enough now to be able to do it full time and coach um, and teach a bunch of hungry people that want to learn the same stuff that I'm learning. Um, and now, you know, just being able to – to kick on from that. So it's been a, um, an incredible journey of ups and downs and ins and outs, but it's, it's, it's mainly man, just facing, I guess you'd say just facing those, um, so-called demons or just like facing the fact that, Hey, this is, this is who I was, but it doesn't have to be my reality. And, you know, Les Brown who's a very popular inspirational speaker talks about, you know, someone else's opinion on you doesn't have to become your reality. And I sort of realized that my opinion of me was probably not where I wanted it to be. So I thought, you know what, if it's if anything's going to change, it needs to be me. And so, reading all these different books and just filling my mind, and you know, having these moments, Dale. I mean, I've had a podcast now, and and you know, both you and I are a huge podcast um, fans. Um, you know, I had a podcast, and I was listening to these different podcasts, and I thought, 
is there anything different about these guys that, that I couldn't do? And they were just really having a conversation with, with the microphone and, and interviewing people. And, you know, I had no networks. I had no anything. And I sort of just said, you know what, you know, if these guys can do it, why can't I? And so I just started to um, – I bought a microphone, just took action, immediate action. I can't, I can't explain it other than, you know what, I just want to do something different. So I bought a microphone and just went for it. No one knew who I was and I sent a cold email um, to a guy called Nick Mitchell who owns – pretty much the largest personal training company in the world called Ultimate Performance. He really does interviews. And for some reason, he said, yes, I'll come on your show with no prior expectation. He didn't, I didn't have any shows up by that point. He just sort of, you know, said, okay. Um, and then from there, sort of just leveraged that and said, hey, I've had this person on um, and sort of grew and got Lane Norton on and got Chris Gethin and then a bunch of other people and Charles Poliquin. And, you know, this is back in the day when podcasts weren't as massive as they were now. And, that that evolution um, of just talking to people, man. If you go back and listen to that first episode, it's um it's sort of a representation of the shy kind of guy that, or, or kid that I was. Um, and then yeah, now just being able to speak to these people and you know my favorite thing is just sending an email, like a, a cold blank email to you know someone who has influence or someone who's spent years mastering their craft and you know, sending that at night time and waking up in the morning with the, with a positive or negative result, um, or, or negative for the now, as I call it, because you never know, but it's, um, to see that happen. I mean, there's nothing more inspiring than, than to be able to, you know, put, put effort in and then see a result. So just doing that over the last five years, is, you know, the, the paradox is that people think that, you know, I'm, I'm helping the audience, but really the podcast has helped me more than anyone. And now to be able to, to be interviewed, it's a real honor, man. It's, um, it's kind of it's kind of weird, but I love that everyone's doing everyone's doing their thing, you know. And, and podcasting is amazing, as you would know, Dale. And anyone listening, um, if you haven't started a podcast, just do it because it's it's will honestly teach you more about yourself and and how to share a message than anything else that I've ever known. So, um, you know, that's where we are now, and you know, full time being able to educate people and run podcasts and yeah, just doing my thing, man. It's it's, uh, it's quite a journey since. Well, I think it's like 11 years since I was in high school, so probably 14 since you were back at Wanganui there. You're uh, you're, you're saying my age a little bit now, Hayden, but uh, <laughs> that it was, mate. And, oh, man, just, just listening to you there, mate, that, that's fantastic that, um, you know, I, I was looking back the other day and I listened to a couple of my first podcasts and I nearly cringe, like it was <laughs> disgusting, you know, like I wasn't very good at it, I didn't really know what I was doing, but like yourself, the more you do something, the better you get. And one thing I loved that you just mentioned there was basically the cold calling of an email now um that could be for anything you know like but what have you found um that having a podcast when to ask somebody to do something it it sort of comes across as a little little different and people are more Mm -hmm. obliged to do that than a phone call than uh or a video or anything like this that they're really inclined to say yeah I'll, i'll come on your podcast yeah yeah i think podcasting is amazing in that people I mean, it's all about the ask, so I call it a reach out. Um, and the, the particular method that I'll share with the, the listeners and yourself is when, you, when you're doing a reach out, you need to look at what the other person wants. And so I know for me, most of the people that I like to interview are educators, teachers, um, people who have a message to share, which we all do, but you need to find out what is the message they want to share and then think about what you can give them in return. And so if I just called up someone or emailed them and said, hey, do you have an hour to chat? Um, you know, the chances are very, very low of them or they say, yeah, cool, here's my consulting fee. And so I needed to figure out a way of how I could pick the brains of the best because, man, when I first started, I had no knowledge, no networks, no anything, just a desire and a curiosity. 
And so I started to reach out and think, okay, what do these people want? Well, they want to teach what they love. They want to reach new audiences. And one thing that I found really beneficial, because I've interviewed a lot of different people from around the world, in particular the USA, is when I start to talk about a hungry audience of young listeners, because any educator loves to educate young people, because um, that's the future and that's what they wish they had. But also when you say that you're in Australia, what happens is they, they see that as oh, a totally new opportunity to open new doors to a new audience. And so by coming in with that frame of what do they want, how can I give that to them, what's in it for them, so talking about who else has been on to get that sort of authority from other people. Um, and even when I first started, I used it, but I future-paced it. So what I would do is I'd say, um, you know, I've got invites out to Charles Poliquin, Nick Mitchell, um, you know, all the different people within the industry. And I'd say, I've got invites out to these people. And just by association, that would then help them realize, oh, wow, this, this guy's the real deal and these are the kind of guests. And if, uh, if you know, the, the higher level you can mention, the more that other people want to be associated with that. And so that really helped um, skyrocket things. But then, yeah, looking at what makes them amazing and, uh, and what they want, um, mostly from me and how I can give that to them and really paint it as this opportunity more than anything because, you know, you can pick someone's brain, which they usually want to, uh, which they probably get 50 times a week depending on the level of, um, you know, in quote marks, celebrity that they are. Um, or you can say, I've got a podcast. Do you want to share that with, with a bunch of people? Because they love, people love leveraging and, uh, you know, I call it like, I call it building your army. And so for me, every podcast that's out there, even this one here, is now a soldier out in my army fighting the battles for me to bring people back into my into my base. And so the more opportunities that you have out there and the more content, quality content um, that you have out there, the more opportunities and more soldiers are out there fighting to, to gain territory for what you're all about. And so the more that you can do that, man, that's, you know, the biggest armies most likely and the most skilled, which is your quality, is going to be able to win the game. And so the more that you can help other people get that, I mean, that's really, that's really enticing for people. So just understanding humans and understanding what they want and going in with that attitude rather than the taking. So this is what I can give you. Yep. But ultimately, man, I've done 155 episodes now. Um, I have never paid for guests. I've had um, people come over from 15,000 plus kilometers to speak at my events. I've had, you know, people that charge five grand um, US for a foreword. Um, for a book, I've got that for free. I've had breakfast with influencers, like all these. Um, I built a business off the back of a um, a successful business off the back of podcasting. Um, so there's just man, there's just so many opportunities. Um, but you know, as we sort of mentioned, that you just got to go out there and do it. And you know, my first episode was um, cringeworthy, and it sounds <laughs> like yours was the hell. Um, other things from you, but that's the you know every everything I try and do. I mean, I mean, is just trying to compete not with anyone else, but try and compete with myself. And, you know, I think that if you're not cringing back at some of your earlier work, then, you know, you're, you're not pushing hard enough to grow. And I think that every single day I just think, how can I become better and how can I do things better, whether that's in coaching or, or building um, other people up or podcasting, whatever it is, I just try and every day just, just get better and better. And skill development, as, as the teachers on the line would know, that's the basis of all um, human development. So you just keep, keep going, you know, and yeah, learn it. I- 
I love that, mate. And then the big word that uh, I really got out of all that, Hayden, was giving. You know, that if yeah. you can give something back, you're going to get yeah. it tenfold in return. And, and the biggest thing is you're actually not even wanting it in return, but that's just what will happen. And um, yeah. just listening to what you were saying, mate, I've been, a, I suppose, in a way, a little bit selfish that I get guests on that I want to chat to and I want to learn from. And yeah. um, I've found that my professional development has gone through the roof because yeah. when you're podcasting, you've actually got to really listen to what they're saying and you've got to take it all in. Whereas if you're driving the car or something, you can get distracted by things outside or whatever. So, um, yeah, if people are listening and they want to start podcasting, I, I couldn't rave about it high enough. I'm mm-hmm. about halfway through what you are, Hayden. This is episode number 75, but we're going awesome. well, mate. Now, one of the things, um, and I can guess people are listening along go, wow, this Hayden guy is full of energy and he's just passionate. Where where did you find your purpose in life, mate? How how did you know this is what you wanted to do? Well, quite honestly, man, it's it probably hasn't been a um I mean, I think that the expectation of a light bulb moment that many people will paint, many great marketers and digital marketers online will paint that uh, you know, you can just wake up immediately to your purpose and and everything will be sweet. It's um it's definitely been a progression and I think that um, you know, I'm in a fortunate position now. I've worked really hard to be able to to live my passion and be paid for it. So I think that the, there's sort of two there's two questions about it. It's uh, finding your passion, which everyone knows. So your passion is what you're doing anyway, and, and or what you're naturally pulled towards. So everyone, I believe, everyone knows their passion, but what gets in the way is their fear. And probably the number one fear at the moment around that is they don't think they could commercialize their idea. And what I've found, and, and so they can't make money from, from their passion, um, which is what a lot of people want to do because, you know, you spend a lot of time at work. You may as well do something that you love. And so it really is a case of, okay, so let's really look at the things that light you up, that make you energized, that you love. I mean, I love learning. I love to, especially around business and personal development. I've always just gravitated towards business books and I've always gravitated towards self-help books around how to manage my emotions and understand myself and you know, just makes sense. I mean, I don't, I'm not, I'm a person, I don't like to be in emotional turmoil. And so rather than sit there in my own pain, I, I just, I'm so driven to, to find ways out of that because it sucks. And I know that I, that I'm the one in control. I'm responsible for my own feelings. And so I go out there and seek how I can help fix this. And I'm thinking if that's, if that's how I'm feeling, then surely other people are feeling like that too. Now, the thing is, this is, this is my ladder to success is to help people wake up to that fact and to help people find out what's really important to them and then help them start to take action in that direction. What might be important to you as a listener could be completely different. You might want to be the best parent possible. You might want to be the greatest teacher. You might want to be the greatest um, researcher in your particular field, whether it be science or maybe you're really driven to learn about music and you just love playing instruments. Like there's so many different passions. The number one thing that stops people though is that fear of ridicule from other people or that they're not smart enough or that they can't make money from it or what will their partner say or what will their family say or what would and men I worked out that usually the fear of judgment which is probably the, one of the biggest ones judgment and, and poverty which you think you can't make money from it but judgment the fear of judgment is usually not from random no ones it's actually from those that are closest to you and um, all those that you perceive as closest to you. But when you realize and start to wake up to the fact that the people, you know, Dr. Zeus says it best, and <laughs> those who matter don't mind, and those who mind don't matter. And, you know, it's just about finding and surrounding yourself with a really great um, growth-promoting um, 
environment where you can cultivate and do the stuff that you love um, without ridicule. And, you know, I think that it'd be unrealistic to think it's all been sunshine and, and rainbows, no matter whose journey you look at. Um, but if you, if you really want something, um, then you'll continue to work hard from it and you'll actually have what's called eustress as opposed to distress. So distress is when you're trying to fight for something that you probably don't really want. It's actually someone else's um, purpose or, or someone else's highest sort of agenda. Um, but when you have eustress, yeah, of course, you still have challenges, um, but you, you feel driven to, sort of, to find the answers to those challenges. And so for me, one of my eustresses was, you know, why do I feel like this or why can't I, why don't I, why do I feel invisible and why do I feel like I can't um, get my message out there? And so rather than sort of sitting in that and, and being uncomfortable and, and sort of continuing to wallow, I'm like, okay, so how can I start to take control of my emotions? How can I start to get myself out there? And that's, you know, oh, wow, I could do a podcast. I could start doing videos. I could start to learn about social media. And so my brain just automatically ticks over and starts looking for solutions. So I think that's probably the one of the one of the biggest keys to finding part of this purpose is looking at areas where you naturally just gravitate towards. So if there's a problem, instead of going, oh, I could never do that, go, okay, so what could I do? And then once you start to ask a better question around or what could I do, then you can start to create solutions. And then, man, it honestly is just momentum. And you start to think, okay, so I can do this little tiny step. Okay, next, what's next? And then you start to take the next step. I mean, you would say it all the time, Dale, especially in, in when you were, you know, full-time teaching. It's it's a there's a definite, a definite progression towards any sort of learning, and so for for anyone out there, you know, expecting expecting five plus years, ten plus years, thirty plus years of knowledge to come overnight, and you expecting yourself to be somewhere and and find this purpose and be killing it. I mean, that's just unrealistic. You've got to take it one day at a time, and the first step is to to look at the things that. You spend your money on, look at the, the areas that you spend um, a lot of time on, look at things that, you know, you feel inspired after you finish it. Like for me, when I finish a podcast, when I finish this this um, conversation we're having, Dale, man, I feel pumped. I love it. I'd love to be able to share stuff and, and talk to you and, and think about the audience. I mean, that's – so for me, talking on a podcast, I love it. Whereas for other people, maybe it's playing a musical instrument, as I mentioned before. It's about finding the things that after you after you do them, you feel really great. And my whole thing is, you know, find more stuff that you love doing and do more of it and then do less of the stuff that, that you don't like. And I think that's probably the, um, the clearest uh, answer to finding your purpose and just realizing that purpose is a progression. Yeah, mate, so so true. And I think uh, in life, if you can find something you love doing it, um, you will be successful at it and it will be financial because it doesn't feel like a job and you'll put more time and effort into it and you actually want to do it. And I suppose that sort of gets me into my next question and um, mm. the title of your book, mate, Why Wait to Be Great? And yeah. I think this is one thing, you know, people are always waiting for until I get my degree, waiting yeah. until I get this promotion, waiting until I've got enough money, waiting until I get a house. There's no such thing as waiting. The time is always right. And is that sort of when you're writing your book, is that sort of what you come down to? Like, because obviously you pulled the trigger very early on with a podcast. You had no following. Uh, yeah. Nobody knew, really knew about you, mate. And yeah. you just did it. Is, is yeah. that sort of the concept behind your book? Yeah. So the, the concept around the book was like, I look at why certain people would get stuck and they wouldn't start to take action. And most of the time it was just because they didn't, have a real progression or a real vision of where they wanted to go or, or what even success looked like because they're just too busy comparing themselves or, you know, thinking they weren't good enough or they couldn't get started. And, you know, my whole philosophy is, you know, start where you are. 
And, you know, you ne- like there is, as you mentioned, Dad, there is no perfect timing. The perfect timing is now and it's about, well, not, and one of my old mentors used to say, you know, don't look at what you can't do, look at what you can, what you can do. And it really is true. And I sort of started to think about it and I just, man, I just love writing. I like to share what I'm learning. I think that's the best way to, to learn yourself. Um, so just, I just used to write all the time on Facebook and sort of started a blog and, and just sort of loved connecting through words. And, you know, if, if, if there's, um, a superpower that, that sort of everyone gets, I think that part of my superpower is definitely writing. Um, I feel very, um, when I'm on the keyboard, it's, it's going to sound strange. It's almost like a spiritual experience. And I sort of, at, you know, when I get in that zone, so to speak, it sort of just flows out of me. Um, the words just, just sort of um, like a lightning bolt out of my fingers type, type thing and <laughs> just uh, it, it sounds crazy and, and you know my keyboard's intact but um, I'm able <laughs> to just craft a message that, that really resonates with me and, um, and and a lot of people as well which is great but um, you know I think that I, I just <clears throat> decided to I just decided to start doing it one day and um, you know just when you when you're clear on what you want to get and when you wake up to the fact that you don't have to wait like there's there's literally nothing stopping you, and I think that part of part of what I've been able to do, not only in my own life but help other people, is to break down their limiting beliefs on why they can't do it. And you know, everything Tony Robbins talks about it. Like the only reason you don't have what you want is because the story you're telling yourself on why you can't have it. And so I just realised like I could retell that story to myself. And so for anyone listening. You know, it, it is literally just about asking yourself a better set of questions. And instead of looking at, oh, okay, why can't I do it? Start asking, you know, why not you? Like, why couldn't you do it? Why can't you start a podcast? And instead of you listening to Dale and I, I mean, listen to the rest of the episode and the rest of Dale's episodes, but <laughs> why can't you have your own podcast where you speak to your friends or people in your industry about things that you love? Um, and, you know, I looked, part of it was, you know, why waiting to be great is because I was, I was listening to these podcasts. I was listening, I was reading different books. And I just have this thing inside me that just, you know, just says to me, like, why couldn't, why couldn't people be reading your thoughts? Like, you have interesting thoughts. And, and just um, – and that took a long while to get over myself. Anyway, like, it's, it, I, was, I wasn't always in a position where I was like, you know what? I should write a book. People are interested in what I have to say. Like, that was a progression and I had to get over that too because, as we sort of mentioned at the start of the episode, I was a very shy um, young guy in, in high school. So – getting over myself and, and realizing, well, actually, this isn't about me. It's about how I can help others um, was probably the, the main key point. It's like, you know what? I, I feel like I have this gift to be able to write. Um, I got better at that gift um, and then now able to, you know, just released a, a second sort of a pocket book. So I got one big book called Why Wait to Be Great um, and then a small sort of pocket book. But I just love, I just love writing and sharing that message and I think for, for anyone else listening, it is just about finding, finding that what it is – important to them and um man just going for it and, and there is no there is no perfect time and originally the the title of the book was actually going to be don't wait to be great i mean i went through a bunch of titles but it was going to be don't wait to be great and then i sort of just one time it sort of struck me i was walking my dog and i had this this thought as it often comes when your mind sort of relaxing a bit um i said like why wait to be great i thought yeah that's a, a much better title and you know it just poses that question and i really love the word great i mean i think it's better than good because um, everyone, everyone strives to be great. Everyone wants to be great, um, but there's often things that are that are getting in their way, or stories they're telling themselves on what's in the way. And really, it's a it's a process of just asking yourself those hard questions. I mean, I have a, a really interesting um, friend. Uh, he's a qualified psychologist, and it cost me five dollars, and I get to see him for an entire month. 
And when I say that, what I mean is I've got a journal. And so I buy these $5 journals from Kmart, just 192 pages, 192 lined pages. They cost me $5. And it's literally the best friend, psychologist, coach, mentor you could ever have. And it's literally just picking up a pen and putting it to paper. And so my $5 psychologist, I can see him anytime that I want, whether it's in the middle of the night, first thing in the morning or during the afternoon or when I've gone through some hard times. And I just pick up the pen and start writing. And it really helps me to make sense of the, the disorder. And I think that any sort of any sort of trouble that you're going through is just because there's just a lot of noise in the mind. And by getting it out onto paper is my, always my very first step because it just helps me make sense of what's actually going on and bring meaning to the to the disorder. And so I found that, yeah, by, by just journaling and, and getting my thoughts out there, you're able to just start to craft a message and, and what I call have a conversation with yourself. So often I'll just start on the paper, I'll literally write, okay, Hayden, what's bothering you? Then I'll ask, ask the question. Then I'll start asking the next question. Okay, so what? how is it affecting you? Then I'll ask the next question. Is this, is this how you want to feel? No. Or what would feel better? And you just have this conversation with yourself as though um, you know, you're talking to a psychologist or you're talking to a coach. And I think that the number one um, key skill that anyone can sort of develop is being able to, to coach themselves and empower themselves to start asking those questions. And we all have that power. Um, we all, I believe that we all inherently do have the answers to what we need to know. Um, it's just a matter of listening to yourself. I mean, I, for years, man, for years, I used to listen to everyone else's opinion and they were always smarter or more educated or they knew the answers and it was just clogging up my head. And it would have been, um, and honestly, man, it wasn't even that long ago, but it would have been October last year. And I was like, you know what? Like I'm just sick of everyone else's opinion of me being higher than my opinion of me. And so, and it was just a lot of comparison, a lot of stuff on social media. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to take two months off completely off social media. So it would have been October 30 or 31, 2017. And I, jumped off all social media so no and I was heavy on Instagram and heavy on Facebook and you know what it was just it was just too much I was listening too much to everyone else's opinion and thinking they had the answers and just clouded my judgment um so I jumped off all social media um and man just went just went um hard with content production and and actually learning who Hayden was um and you know because it was was a long process i've read a ton of books i'd read a i'd always have to listen to a podcast i'd always have to have an audio book in my ear i always have to whenever i was driving and you know sort of propaganded myself into thinking that if i wasn't busy doing then i wasn't learning but sometimes you do just need to step back and and just take rest and you know learn who you who you who you are as a person and I, i just wasn't doing that and so i found that just taking that time off allowed me to reflect and and just get myself back and understand who I was as a person beyond what I was posting on social media. And, and, you know, I've always tried to be as authentic as possible. I'm not into the whole, like, you know, posting a Ferrari with a quote over the top of it and saying, you know, work hard or any of that kind of stuff. I mean, anyone does that, that's their jam. But for me, I just found it's, I just find it's sort of a trying to be that fake it till you make it. I just found it's a lot easier and I felt a lot less stress and, um, in my life, I want to just be as authentic as possible. Um, you know, if anyone listening, there's there's no questions uh, that you know Dale's just we're just both sort of feeling that energy and just asking questions. And you know, there's there's no agenda here, and that's how I like to sort of run um, most of my life. I mean, yes, I plan, but you know, just just feeling it and understanding. Okay, so this is this is what I want to do, and and just staying as real and as genuine and as authentic as I possibly can. And you know, I, I just find that the the right people seem to be attracted to me. Um, the people that are attracted to me and my business, and even my life, 
um, friendships and, and relationships are also in that same space. And, you know, I, I like to say, and this sort of quote just came to me, but the realer you get, the realer life gets. And so everyone around me now, man, my, my BS detector can just go off um, a lot easier. Um, and I just find like, man, it's just, it's, uh, you know, it's not always um, pleasurable. It's not always amazing, but you know, for the most part, I'm able to, to live a, a fairly great life that I really enjoy and, you know, be able to challenge myself and grow. And I think that's my main purpose is just to grow um, and help others grow in that process as well. And, you know, it brings us here and to be able to go through some of that stuff is it's an exciting challenge and an exciting life. And, you know, trying every day, trying to make it even more exciting and inspiring by surrounding myself with great people and, you know, just, just keep doing my thing. And that's what I feel like is the, I think the key to success for me is finding, defining and then finding what success looks like for me. My definition of success, I have this thing called the happy list. And I just write down like six things. Anyone listening, they can do this right now. Just write out like the happy list and think about, and there's, a, there's an, uh, I wouldn't say ancient, but I think it's an old Buddhist um, sort of quote that I read in a book called Tuesdays, uh, Tuesdays with Mori. And it talks about a Buddhist philosophy, which is, you know, the Buddhists used to ask um, an imaginary bird on their shoulder, is today a good day to die? And it sounds kind of morbid, but it, it makes sense. And it's like, you know, living your life, not without consequences, but really living your life by purpose. And so I made this happy list. And I thought, you know, at the end of the day, if I were to die, would this, would I be happy? Like, is this a good day to die? And I made this happy list and included things like, what, would, what do I need truly to be happy? And it was a squat rack with a bunch of weights. Uh, it was a, a long black. It was my dog. It was my journal and a book to read. If I have those five things, man, like I'm good. And so I think a lot of people get caught up in in things and, you know, over, over experiencing and, you know, thinking they need all this different stuff to fulfill them. But honestly, if you step back, um, most of the time you'll find it is such basic things like having a great conversation with someone or spending time with someone that you love or reading a great book or whatever, or learning something new or, you know, playing sport or whatever it might be for you. If someone to define that happy list, it, it all of a sudden just removes all that noise of, of expecting yourself to, to live any other way than what you define as that success. And I think that, it, you know, to tie all back in, it's, it's about the reality that you can define what success looks like for you. Um, but you do just have to stop, stop listening to everyone else, slow down, um, pull out the $5 psychologist um, and just ask yourself the questions. I love that, mate. And uh, the digital detox or the social media detox, um, were there yeah. any one or two real key takeaways that you, you not only learn about yourself, but um, you took away from that two months off? You know what, man? Look, looking back now, introspectively, it was it was good. It was what I needed. But it's also I also realised it was in part – um, a large part was it was almost like you know trying to trying to avoid things um, you know just just by t- it's almost like you know if there's an alligator in the room you turn off the light the alligator doesn't disappear um, and so for me it was um, a, a small case of that um, so it was about okay so I can get away from it and actually do listen to myself which was 100% amazing um, but then uh, eventually I did realize you know what like there is some there is some deep work that I have to actually do on myself um, so that's probably the, num- the number one takeaway um, but ultimately the, the, well, that's the equal number one takeaway, but the, the second equal number one takeaway was just to get back to listen to myself. Um, so even though the, t- the time off was great, 
Um, and I, I did learn so much about myself as far as, you know, learning how to listen. I found, I started doing this gratitude practice and this is kind of cool. So I started doing this gratitude practice at the end of each night. And so I'd lie in my bed and put on, there's an app called Calm. Yeah, no Calm, great app. Yeah, all about Calm. So um, I put on some um, relaxing music on Calm and sort of just, I'll lie there and um, I'll put my hand, both hands over my heart and I'll think about all the different people through that day who would help me achieve my mission and slowly it started to get better and the funniest thing was at the start it was everyone else right it was everyone else who'd helped me get towards my mission and sometimes it was you know people who'd got in my way but they'd helped me develop my skills to overcome adversity and eventually what happened was at the start it was always other people but as the as the weeks rolled on I did this every single day as the weeks started to roll on my myself started to come into it. I started to thank myself and it was crazy, man. This, this is actually number one takeaway looking now is I started to pat myself on the back and be like, you know what, Hayden, really good job there. Well done. And what I realized was my entire life, I'd been seeking and searching for people to pat me on the back and give me praise and well done and sort of always just lift me up. And what I realized was I wasn't, the reason I was so, you know, looking elsewhere out, outwardly for it is because I wasn't doing it inwardly. And so I really had to stop and think about myself and think, okay, so what, what, what can I be thankful for, for myself and, and, and really congratulate and give myself a pat on the back because I was just so busy looking for it. And it's almost like trying to, um, you know, being a, a man at thirst, a man at sea dying of thirst. And I was, it wouldn't matter how much praise I got from someone else. It was never enough. It, it wouldn't, it was, there was no there was no limits to it, and I had to realize, you know what, I had to start giving myself, um, you know, a clap and a pat on the back, and it was really interesting. There's a there's a company called Halogen, and um, talking about the book, I sent a book to ten different people. This is this is a, you know, one of those reach out type things I was talking about. I sent uh, my book to ten different people who have um, youth leadership organizations, and I just cold sent them a, a LinkedIn message to say, hey, just finished this book, would love to send you a copy. Out of the 10, two people got back to me and one person uh, from Halogen said, hey, yep, I want, I want a copy of the book. No problem. Send it through. So I sent it. Three months later, um, you know, the contact mentioned uh, that I could – would I like to speak on their stage? Um, at, they've got a, a National Young uh, Youth Leadership Day. And so what happens was I was then able to talk to 700 students – uh, which was amazing. And so a 25-minute talk to these people. And what happened was I said, okay, so what I want to – the very first thing I opened to, the very first thing this was kind of cool, but I said, all right, I want you to look to the person to your left and give them a high five. Now look to the person to your right, give them a high five. Now give yourself a high five. And by far that was the loudest clap when they were talking to themselves. And I just thought it was – and, and you know, got up the, the whole big laugh and, and all that kind of stuff. So I'm really grateful for Ronan for, for giving me that, um, from Halogen, for giving me that opportunity because I saw just how, how hungry we all are to give ourselves that praise. But for, for many, many reasons, we, we, we don't. Um, but I think it's a process of now just allowing yourself to give yourself that pat on the back. Like it's not, you're not, uh, you know, stop. Uh, for me, I was just so trying to be so humble because I thought if I wasn't, then people would think, oh, he's just showboating, or he thinks he's really good, or he just he's arrogant or overly confident, and all these words. And you know what? That was just someone else's interpretation of me. 
And there's a really great book, which is What You Think of Me. It's called What You Think of Me is None of My Business. You know what? If someone else thinks that and if someone else is listening to this and, th- and thinking, uh, you know, they, they don't really like me, that's cool. That's your thoughts. Um, you know, I really like me. So I'm trying, trying my best to, to keep myself happy. And I think that's the, um, that's the, number one, the number one key takeaway. That's the longest answer ever to your question. But the number one takeaway. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Yeah, the number one takeaway, man, was just to just to learn more about how I can be grateful for myself and, and give myself a pat on the back. And man, since then, it's um that's probably been the, the biggest sort of skyrocketing of um just self acceptance. Mate, I love that. And and one of the big things I'm taking away from everything you're saying is happiness. And it sounds like you've found it. And um, for people out there, I, I know I've spoken about this a lot on previous episodes and just released a new app called Yoga Life, which is all about daily routines and habits, particularly practicing gratitude and other things like kindness and giving to, to find that happiness. And self-appreciation is a massive one. And, and you just mentioned that big time. And, and I love the idea of a high five. And um, I've done some talks before where I get people a hug, you know, hug yeah. the person next to you or, and then hug yourself. Um, yeah. It's a very powerful thing that I don't think we do enough of these days, Hayden. So um, that sort of leads into this sort of last question that I want to go with. And um, it might be something to do to self-appreciation, might be gratitude, it might be anything. But um, if you could look back to yourself now at Wanganui when you were in year 12, so for people listening, Wanganui Park Secondary College was a high school that Hayden and myself went to. If you could look back to yourself there um, in year 12 and you could give yourself one little bit of advice that you know now, what would that be, mate? Oh, that's a hard question because... <laughs> Sorry, mate. And for listeners, you know, you... I, gave you, I gave Hayden no warning of this and I, and I don't like to give my, uh, my guests any warning of this because yeah. um, I think sometimes when you're on your feet, mate, you will come up with something brilliant. So um, just one bit of advice you're allowed to give yourself, mate. Uh, hopefully I come up with something brilliant or I'll just fail hard. But, uh... <laughs> I can edit it out, mate. <laughs> for me, man, like looking back now, I mean, it's, it probably... It's going to sound super cliche, but I guess they always are. But sort of just be be more of yourself and not be so scared of what other people will think. Um, I mean, I, I just try as much as I can not to live with any regrets, obviously, um, because it's all, it's all perfect. It's all led me exactly where I am, and I wouldn't be who I was unless I was that shy sort of kid in high school. Um, but the number one thing was probably listen listen to myself more as opposed to um, letting other opinions – I mean – yeah, I was I was heavily into um, you know not so much in year twelve, but sort of because I was I was very young. I was seventeen in year twelve, so and I didn't turn eighteen until the first year of uni. So I was still very young. So I wasn't overly into alcohol and stuff until um, after that. But then I was you know heavily drinking every weekend and sort of just going a bit far with all that kind of stuff. And and, and I realised sort of after about two or three years of that and, and getting to a point where it was just, you know, blackout drunk every time, I, was, I had no control. I had no control over myself um, because I was just so busy listening to other people. Um, and, and you know, I was able to, to sort of take control of, of myself, but only after I went through that sort of dark patch of, of listening to everyone else. And I think that if I could go back um, – It'd probably be, you know, listen to yourself and make decisions that, that suit you best because, you know, going around and trying to please everyone else is actually the fastest way to to put yourself in that, you know, passenger seat of life. But I always want to be now, I wasn't in, in the driver's seat. So looking back, yeah, it's probably the one number one piece of advice is just listen and trust yourself and, you know, it's all going to work out. Just got to um, be patient and stick at what you love and, you know, from there, just just listen to yourself. 
Yeah, I, that's great advice. And um, I love you saying dreamers dream, doers do. And I think uh, you're leading by example with all of that now. Hey, and obviously, I'll have uh, links in the show notes where they can check out your book and everything else you're doing. Um, for people listening at home, if they want to get in contact with you, what's the best way to do that, mate? Man, if, if guys want to reach out, they can uh, hit me up on Instagram, which is at Hayden Wright's stuff. So H A Y D E N. Um, or just over at my website, Hayden Wilson. Um, .com.au. Um, you can check out Dale's website, all the links, and just, you know, otherwise just Google Hayden Wilson and hopefully I'll come up there somewhere near the top. And um, yeah, it's a um, thanks so much for the opportunity, man. It's been great to connect and and um, share something, a piece of wisdom with your audience, and, and hopefully they've gotten gotten a little bit out of it and, you know, realize that, you know, why wait to be great and, and they don't have to they don't have to stop for anything. So um, listen to yourself and, and be great because um, that's really the only option there is if you want to live your life on your terms. Yeah, and, and Hayden, thank you so much for your time today, mate. And for listeners out there, some of the huge key messages of Hayden's message about, you know, getting a journal and simply writing it, it's $5. It won't cost you much. You could even yeah. get a piece of paper and just start doing that. Exactly. Practice daily gratitude, a uh, bit of self-appreciation, and all that together, finding your purpose will bring happiness in your life. And um, I think you can tell by Hayden's voice and his passion um, just that he has found that. And and thank you for your time today, mate. It's uh, It's been a long time since we connected at uh, Wanganui Park Secondary College and um, really proud of the, the guy you've turned into, mate, and, and allowing to be on my podcast today. So thanks very much, buddy. Stop! Before you go anywhere, hopefully you love today's episode and all the other episodes we have created on Energetic Radio. If you could spare 30 seconds, we would love for you to go to iTunes and leave a five-star review so more and more people can find out about our podcast.